And welcome to another episode of the Asian Not Asian podcast, a podcast with all of your favorite Asian friends. It's uh, me, I'm Mike Nguyen. And it's uh, me, Jenny Arimoto. <laughs> said it like Mario. Why open it? Why they do that? Why open it up with the uh, with the uh, with the Mario? I don't know. You sounded like you had a little bit of a Italian twinge, so I just jumped on it. You know, I kind of do. I kind of have a. Uh, I don't know. I have a nautical look today. We'll get into that. We'll do our fit check. Yeah. Uh, it could be Italian. Why not? You know, people don't know. Maybe I'm on a Vespa. Uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, uh, Asian not Asian. Thanks for joining us. Um, it's a beautiful day here in August. Uh, climate change has really been friendly to New York City. I feel. Really? No, I don't you think don't, so at all. You don't think so? Like it's, it's not that hot. Ass. It's been like, it's been okay. I mean, we're not, we don't have the heat dome. What's you know? the heat dome? The heat dome. The rest of the, the rest of the America, <laughs> you know, it's been. They call it a heat the, dome? It's a heat dome. Yeah. Oh. Heat dome. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Look at us. We're I don't read a, the news. Um, <laughs> we're such East Coast elites. I feel we're just, like. <laughs> we're just, what? Weather, what? It's weather's been really bad this summer, I think. You think so? No, it's why? It's so, so nice. rainy. And then if rainy. it's not raining, it's been smoky because of wildfires. Well, that and if it's not wild, I know, but it was impacting us. And if it wasn't, and if it's not the fires, it's the bugs that love the fires. It there was like bugs, bugs, fire, rain. There's very few days where I've been like, wow, it's nice to be outside. And then it was a heat wave last week. It was, uh, what? It's been so, I feel it's been so nice. I feel maybe, um, the one thing I don't like is uh, those lantern bugs. Ugh. Yeah. Have you been killing you know those them? Things? Oh, I've been yeah. stomping on them. And I just panic so sometimes. I'm not sure if it's a lantern fly or not. So I take, a, I'm like a little bit delayed in my reaction. That, and that's like when they, they could use, get away. I they, they use that opportunity that use that delay to pick your pocket. They don't, you don't know. I know. I know. One of them is flying around. The other one is in your purse. I know. It's attention pickpocket. Well, I'm doing TikTok sounds now as jokes. <laughs> Very fire. Italian. Attenzione, attenzione, pickpocket. lantern fly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, it's a beautiful day. Depending on who you ask, which host you ask, it's a beautiful day in, in New York City. And um, we've got some quick announcements up top. We've got uh, Hack City, of course. It's uh, a beautiful Hack City time. I don't know why I said that. Uh, it's, uh, the next one is in September. Um, let me double check real quick when it is. It's the second Friday of every month. So next one will be September, September 8th. 8th. It will be a great time. It's at Union Hall. It's at 7 p.m. We have a special guest. We have an amazing lineup. Of course, we have a special guest. I can't tell you who it is, but come on. Come <laughs> on. Come really on. special. Just really come special through. Stuff. It'll be fun. It's going to be a great time and it'll be a vibe. And again, that's uh, September 8th at Union Hall. That's at 7 p.m. And it's a stand-up comedy show. And come check us out. Uh, a funny thing is that I think a lot of people don't think we are good at comedy. Um, <laughs> this happens to us sometimes. Like, people will just be like, oh, I should, I like the podcast. But then I don't know if I'll, I'll actually laugh at their jokes. I promise you, it's fun. And we're funny. Uh, we just We just are. People have said this. that to you? I think it's more that people are skeptical that Asian people can do stand-up comedy. I swear to fucking God, I now, swear it's a thing. I swear. 2023? Yes. I swear to God, Wild. it's like, well, I don't know, you know. 
But hey, this is what I did. Okay, I did. I did. I went and pursued this instead of getting a master's degree. So I promise you, I'm solid at it. All right. Um, <laughs> we're just going to uh, uh, get into it uh, with our guests. We've got some great guests today. Great guests today. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a very creative. I don't know. Yeah. Space, you know? Yeah. We're going to create a space for discussion about creativity, community, <laughs> vibes, yes. fashion, I was, us I was, feeling old. <laughs> I was trying not to use the word vibes because, uh, A, I think I might be becoming too old to use it. Um, and then second, it's just too good of a word. And I was, I've been trying to challenge myself not to use the word vibes. I know. It's such a general, easy to use word. I use it for everything. I use it for everything. I use but you know everything. what? I've started using the word era, which I think is even worse. Era? Era. Like I'm in my bed rotting era. That was me. Mm. Like my one day I didn't leave my house. I was like, I guess I'm in my bed rotting era. And then I hated myself. I was like, oh, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Like I'm in my uh, Italian um, uh, Monte Carlo outfit era. Is that what I'm? Yeah, it, oh, exactly. That's pretty good. Okay. I don't think it's good. Don't say it. That's even worse. <laughs> well, we're going to create an amazing era on this podcast. I used it wrong already. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the, the, our, our guests are the founders of uh, Bobble House, a sustainable generalist retail and creative multiverse built by and for their communities and our communities. I think we have a lot of overlap. Uh, it's going to be um, great to have them. Please welcome Ophelia Chen and Abby Leerheimer. Hello, hello. Hi. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Did we use the word eras, right? Do you guys use that word? I was just, so I'm actually dyeing my hair back to black after being a redhead for, I think, three years. So I wow. keep telling my friends, I'm exiting my villain era and then <laughs> my host of it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I 100% understand that. <laughs> yeah, Wait, yeah, red, yeah. red hair was your villain era that's your villain era yeah the past three years did you do anything particularly villainous i self-proclaimed <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is villain era you know you're you're like everyone's in their villain era yeah, i said that last like, summer too i was like i'm in my villain era Exactly. It's not being evil. It's just the, 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 the vibe of unhinged and yeah, you know, double make hair kind of. Exactly. We use the word vibe just now. Okay. Yeah. Just twice. <laughs> uh, that's fair. And, and uh, uh, Abby, do you use that word era? What era are you in right now? I actually don't use that word very oh, often, but okay. I think you guys, you used it right the first time, but yeah, <laughs> I don't Thank know. You. <laughs> thank you Very incredible graduate student energy that you're bringing to the <laughs> podcast abby yeah i appreciate it thank you just trying to thank be you. honest you know I, I i love that i love it uh well uh we're gonna you guys are cool creative uh zillennial i guess i would call it right maybe like little gen z a little millennial um and we're gonna get into all the stuff that you do and uh if you're watching on youtube hi youtube you can kind of check you can follow along but we're gonna do a real quick we're on Zoom today, and we're going to do a Zoom fit check. So Ooh. I don't know. I'm, uh, I, I'll start very quickly. Uh, I've yeah. got on my St. James shirts. Um, I was telling Jenny earlier that 
a huge mistake that um, menswear guys make is we see a picture of Paul Newman and think we can be Paul Newman. And it never, ever works. I saw a picture of Paul Newman and he had on like a nautical striped shirt, you know, like this. And I, and I, I bought one and I put it on and I realized, oh, I don't have Paul Newman's face or, or, <laughs> or, or, or anything. So I'm still Mike Nguyen, but now I have this stripey shirt on and I have a polo uh, hat, which is uh, legit awesome. And have my Patagonia shorts on because, um, you know, I like to project that I would go slacklining, even though I never would. And that's me today. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I, when you, when we logged on, I was like, oh, you look like my mom in the nineties is what I said. <laughs> that's what it vibe. was. Yeah. yeah. I was like either Paul Newman or Japanese my mom. mom in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. Uh, I don't know. Jenny, you want to go next? I can go next. Cause my outfit is seriously lacking. Cause we're on Zoom today. <laughs> I'm wearing my aunt's old Dansko workout muscle tee. Yes. <laughs> I'm nice. wearing long denim shorts I got from our partnership with Saxoff Fifth. Amazing. And I have, I'm wearing my glasses I got with my partnership from iBuyDirect. And it's only because I wasn't planning on wearing glasses, but Mike sent me some notes and I couldn't read them. And I was like, oh my God, my eyesight is so <laughs> bad. Um, so that's kind of the look I'm going, it's kind of free. Everything is free. I <laughs> yeah. paid $0 for this outfit. Sponsored partnership influencer is definitely an aesthetic, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's you, my, that's my, that's the era I'm in. I won't yeah. pay for anything. <laughs> yeah. You're re I'm, re I'm recording from my Helix sleep mattress while, <laughs> yeah. while, working, while working on my, uh, I don't know. Uh, what is it? What is my that Squarespace site? Squarespace website. <laughs> <laughs> and making my Mailchimp email list. Yeah. Oh my god, Mailchimp! Oh, I would wear the <laughs> shit out of a bunch of Mailchimp chimp t-shirts. Uh, how about um, Ophelia? You want to? You want to? What, what? What's your? What's your? What's your fit? Let's check. Yeah, I'm wearing a black tank that I thrifted somewhere in Brooklyn. And I'm wearing my Everlang denim jeans, baggy. <laughs> I cut the bottom because they were too long. Yeah, um, I understand that. For, yeah, going for a very simple vibe today. You have, um, what is it you say? You, you say wholesome, you're in your wholesome era. Is that what it is? I'm trying to be, baby step, baby step. You got the, yeah, you got the, the headband. headband. The headband. Oh yeah, headband. It's the headband. <laughs> yeah, this headband is from... CBS, Target, CBS. Love that. Way read. One of those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, you, you, yeah, you look like someone. Uh, if I had to drop off my son at um, Kumon and I saw you, I'd be like, I'm in the right place. <laughs> oh, really? Not the nine piercing on my ears and the, the tattoo on my sleeves? Well, I would assume you would probably be wearing a cardigan or something like that. And so, you know, it's like, this person's going to teach my son algebra. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> Uh, Abby, how about you? Um, yeah, I actually was wondering when you guys mentioned Fit Check, how we were going to do this on Zoom. I was like, are we all going to stand up? But you only get to see the top half. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. But yeah, I'm in, I've been living in Florence, Italy for the past month and I'm here for the rest yeah. of the summer. So it's been very hot. So I'm oh, wearing cool. right now a sheer silk button up um, with a, that I thrifted as well as a tank top and hundred percent mm -hmm. linen pants because oh, it's shit. very, very hot here. Yeah. Oh my God. That, so chic. <laughs> it's so cool. 
It's just so Thank hot you. in Florence, so I just have to wear so my linens. Hot. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't go uh, out in the middle of the day. I can barely much. make it onto my uh, well-appointed yachts. Every <laughs> day. Uh, I wish. <laughs> uh, well, you got y'all. Y'all are part uh, founded Bobble House, and um, again, I, I read this kind of write-up that the producer, our producer, did, and it's um, you know the sustainable, generalist retail, multi- creative multiverse thing, right? And it's very kind of. Uh, expansive and I wanted to hear from y'all uh what how you how you would describe yourselves and we do this thing on the podcast where we give you a minute and since there's two of you you'll have to split the minute <laughs> but you you will you have a minute to just say who y'all are what is your thing what is what is what's going on I want to know uh are you guys ready yeah sure and you have to Let's- you have to fill up the minute you have to use the whole minute. You can't go I'm shorter sorry. than a minute. Yeah. You can't use go shorter than a minute. Can you stop us when it's like 30 seconds? No. Okay, you ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Begin. You got this. All right, I'll start. I'm from Shanghai, and then my parents and I immigrated to Joppa, Missouri, grew up there, came to New York a few years ago. My name is Ophelia Chin. I'm a baby queer Chinese-American, came out last year. And uh, my new thing, not new thing, but my thing is building an inclusive and positive community. Nice. Um, <laughs> Keep going. I won't tell you how much time you have. Go. <laughs> okay. I'm Abby Lerheimer from Evergreen, Colorado. It's actually adopted from Hangzhou and I was nine months old. Grew up in Colorado, went to school in the South, and then have been living in New York for about five years. Um, And I am the creative design side of Bobble House. I design all the clothing, all of the content, all of the visuals that you see. Um, Ophelia and I are very complimentary. She went to business school, I went to art school. So we have both sides there. Um, Yeah. Hey, wow, that's perfect. You got one minute exactly. That was exactly one minute. Wow. We've done this pitch so many times. (laughs) You crushed it. You crushed it. And I mean, you know, I think I did a terrible job explaining what Bobble House is. And, 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 you know, I would love to hear again also, you don't have to use a minute. We we can just scrap that. But just tell us, you know, what Bobble House is. This is, you know, like, I know it's a space, right? You guys got like a space that's in the Lower East Side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just tell us. 180 Orchard Street. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll start. I think that what Bobble House is today. So we're going into our fourth year and every year is very, very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure every entrepreneur will tell you that of all the ups and downs. But I think what's beautiful about Bobble House is that it means something different to both Ophelia and I. Um, oh. But we both have really come into ourselves and found ourselves through this business. And the dedication and love we have towards it is so strong. Um, and the trust that we have in building the business together. So what it means to me is community and family and design and discovering myself. Um, And it didn't always mean that, but in the past year, it has grown into all of those things beyond just like a fashion brand. Jeez. Absolutely. I completely agree with Abby. I think this this journey that Abby and I have been on uh, for me for me, it's a, it's a true blessing and I would have had traded for the world. I think I 
you know, wouldn't have come out if it wasn't for Bauhaus, House, if it wasn't yeah. for the community that we had. Um, and, and who would have thought, honestly, when we started Bobble House, it, it started as a blog back in 2019, just for a place for global young Gen Z Asians to share some of the heavier stories, not, you know, what's up mm. and coming, what's the trend, but rather like what this being an Asian man mean? What does sexuality mean? What does generational trauma that's being passed down through mothers and fathers or, you know, families mean? And from that, we became, you know, a community brand. And we designed, Abby designed our first collection back in 2020 and launched with a pop-up during the pandemic, which was mm. a, oof, a yeah. journey in itself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I quit my job. I quit Kip. Like, I think it was January of 2020. Of course, we yeah, know, right. my the God. pandemic right. was coming. Yeah. It was right yeah, before the at, pandemic. You were at Kith for a little while. Kith is like a cool, I don't even know, streetwear, street, you know, yeah. whole thing. Right. It's like a, it's like a, you know, force of nature at this point, but you were there for a while and then you left. And I know I feel like you were also at some place and you left as well. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was at Bloomingdale's. Got Sorry, it. there's a mosquito in here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm like trying to kill it. But yeah, so we both were working corporate fashion. We both graduated college 2017. Uh, we're living in New York, working kind of corporate fashion jobs, and then met through a mutual friend who was my roommate at the time. Um, and yeah, Ophelia approached me and was like, I want to start a company. I don't know what it's going to be yet but I want to start it. And it actually started as like a skincare brand and all of these different things. Wow. Um, and she was like, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to start with a blog. And I had just gotten the job at Kith. And I was like, no, I got to stay here for a while, but I'll like mm -hmm. consult for you and like, look at what you're doing. And yeah. So we did that for about a year. And then I finally was able to see that I wanted to leave. And then I reapproached Ophelia and she's like, okay, let's actually do this. And that's how it happened. Yeah, that's good time. Wild. That's wild. I appreciate, there's a couple of things. A, appreciate that you guys are creative. Second, appreciate that you guys didn't go to Harvard. That's like a really big thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners this know. Has been everyone, every week, every, every turn on Harvard. Yeah, every single person's like, oh, I, I left my job and I I was working at the Supreme Court for a while. And I, you know, and oh. then- Nice. All the Yale lawyers <laughs> were always asking me questions. I don't know, but it sounds and like I wanted to just mm. write comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's always like that. Yeah. So it's cool that uh, it, what's interesting to me is that you wanted to start something, but you seem to be like comfortable with the idea of being like, uh, I don't know, almost like undefined as far as like what the, you know, the output was. You know, like it's a blog, it's a, it's, you know, of course there's like a collection. So there's like discrete things you're making, but you were like, okay with, well, you know what? It might become something else. It might become something else, you know? Yeah. 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 Like what it, was the driving force behind wanting to do your own thing? Like, what did you, what were you like, what were you envisioning in general when you were like making that decision? Cause I've rarely had that drive myself. <laughs> Do you mean in leaving the corporate job or in being okay with where Bobble House goes? Um, no, I mean, like at the very beginning when you thought it was going to maybe even be skincare, like, 
I guess I've just never even <laughs> yeah. thought like, Remember let's that. go and do a thing. I'm always like, no, let's be safe and stay where it's very clearly structured is my brain. Yeah. Remember the generational or like the generational trauma I was talking about? My parents are self-made entrepreneurs, so they put a lot of pressure on me growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taught that to create positive economical value is to create jobs and to create you know new opportunities and change the system or change the structure. Mm-hmm. So I was also really jaded, I think, at my corporate job. Um, I feel like I was only using 30% of my brain capacity and somehow doing well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like life is, you know, I think our generation you grew up, is like, you're going to change the world. Like you're going to do this. You're going to do that. The world is your oyster. So when I was mm-hmm. 21 and I got the job and I worked my ass off for two, excuse my language, two years, um, I felt like Great Gatsby before he was Great Gatsby. I felt like the world is missing a huge chunk. I I had no motivation. I like, mm-hmm. yeah. And when I had, when I, I think the desire is to change the industry that I personally felt unsatisfied and jaded in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's some similarities for me, but really as a creative and as a designer, I was just unhappy. Of course, I, that was my third corporate job. And, um, before I was at champion and coach before then, and, you know, fashion companies are all pretty much the same. So there was a glass ceiling there and I just, I was unhappy. I wasn't designing what I wanted to design. I wasn't in an environment that was particularly healthy. Um, I would say maybe it's changed since then. I hope in like the streetwear world in general, And as a creator, you just, you need that out there. My parents are also entrepreneurs, um, but I didn't, it's different. I didn't have like pressure. I never wanted to start a brand. A a lot of people in fashion school, that's like their dream and that's what they want and everything. And this was an opportunity that really came about very unexpectedly. So I saw an opportunity and I was like, this probably will never come again for someone to ask me to be their co-founder for it to be in this industry. And we really want the same thing, which is, yeah, we wanted to change the industry. Holy crap. Um, awesome. Those uh, days of motivation are well behind me now. So <laughs> it's, it's holy shit that you're doing that. I think it's, uh, I think it's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we're like a, we're like a fake fashion podcast. We, we do this, we do this, we do the, the, the checkup top, but I'm always wearing the same thing. Okay. It's always <laughs> dad shorts. All right. So uh, I do want to be able to like talk a little bit about fashion and creativity and just like, I don't know, streetwear. And I, I could talk about, I have like a lot of thoughts about these sorts of yeah, things. Mike's and kind of the fashion guy here. And then I'm I, kind of just like here for the ride, you know, I have a small, tiny group of cadre of other people that I am constantly talking to as far as like, what, what, you know, who do you, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about this drop or whatever? And those mm-hmm. people are always like telling me to stop texting them. And like, it, <laughs> they're like, who are you? Yeah. Who is this? Who I blocked is this? you already. How did you get my number? How did yeah. you get my number? I'm like, Randall Park, come on. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> he's really into fashion. So, um, but we, I want to get into that first. I want to very quickly just kind of like have a, have a little check-in with everybody just as far as what kind of Asian you were this week, mm-hmm. because that's always a fun thing we want to do. You know, um, Jenny, do you want to start off? Yeah, I can go first. Yeah, Jenny, what um, kind of Asian were you this week? I was a strike Asian. 
Um, oh, hey. <laughs> I went to my first picketing. Uh, I'm not part of SAG or WGA kind of yet. <laughs> just a stand. There you go. Uh, yeah. It's a striking a stand. stand. <laughs> and, yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of my friends are in the unions. And so, and I had been meaning to go for a while. And so um, I went to my first one. I, 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 uh, I, I wasn't sure what the vibe is and it's very yeah. well organized. Um, but the interesting thing about, uh, doing, going to the picket events, um, for the, for the actors and the writers unions, um, is the famous people who are there is fascinating. I mean, like the, first yeah. of all, the energy is awesome. The, it's a nice way to get your steps in. And I saw like Michael, <laughs> I saw, I saw, um, friend of the pod, Michael Cruz came there and he brought his kids. It was just oh, like awesome. Um, and so we like wave at each other every time we like, <laughs> Did you, what, I heard the I heard the food is solid. Is, was there good food? I didn't eat food, but they have snacks. Like they're so well prepared. Like they have like sunscreen, water, yeah. snacks. Okay. And truly, people like of every age. They were truly children. Children there with their backpacks and like stuffed animals, but also your older folks. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really interesting to see like the the famous people who who show up because and, mm-hmm. and no one bothers them. It's just like everyone's part of this union, and they're all just showing up to support. Um, and I really love that vibe. Like I showed up and Beanie Feldstein was already there. And we just like, I, no one said yes. anything. It was just like another person. Yeah. But anyways, um, the one thing I wanted to call out, which is my favorite thing was that F Murray Abraham was there and he is, I don't know if anyone watched white Lotus season two, but he is the grandpa of like that family. Yeah. Um, and so he shows up, he's alone. Go off. Right. I just looked up his Hollywood age. Legend, 83. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Legend. He's 83. And, you know, they, they give out, um, when you ch- sign in, they give you shirts. Um, so everyone has like matching like SAG or WGA shirts. And so, uh, he came in his black SAG shirt, but it had been like cropped, like altered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, when you go to summer camp and you get like a shirt and then you're just like, I'm going to make this my own. F Murray Abraham came, <laughs> we absolutely altered it, his shirt into like a muscle tank. Nice. Muscle tanks and a deep V. Yes. <laughs> cut. And I just was like, every time I walked by, it was like, nothing makes me happier than to know that F. Murray Abraham took his shirt, went home, cut it, and was like, this is the look. This is it. Came back the next day with like his hat, his summer hat, came back to strike, 83 years old by himself, and was an absolute icon. And I was just like, this is such like summer camp cool guy, cool guy energy. Like he's like the guy who went home and was like, yeah. This is my look. I don't know. I was obsessed with it. Uh, and he seemed really awesome. And he was, he picked it the whole time. That's amazing. That, yeah. that, see, this is, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't there because I would have seen that and I would have had the same thing where I, I think that I'm Paul Newman. I would have thought about <laughs> him and I would have tried to pull that look off. But yeah. there's something about, you know, once you, uh, you're like, once you're a man above age 75, you essentially no longer have a gender in my mind. You just become <laughs> an older person and then you, just like, <laughs> you know, and you just pull off whatever the fuck you want. It's fucking awesome. That's yeah, great. I mean, he was doing it and I was like kind of ageless. I didn't think he was 83 until I looked exactly. up this morning. No, because he no. was wearing a deep V. That's so cool. And that's the, that's the era. Okay. Ageless, genderless. Okay. Yeah. You're like a, you're like a fungi at that point, you know, you just, <laughs> 
<laughs> you're just like sustaining the forest or whatever. You're just pulling nutrients out of the atmosphere. You know? Yeah, you exactly. Really, did you see him eat at all? You know, you just think about no, it. No, I didn't. No snacks. I, no, no snacks. He talked to a lot of people. Mm. People would come and approach him like in the way where they're like trying to be cool. And yeah, I was like, get away totally. from him. You know who he no, is. No, <laughs> he's got, no, yeah. no, no, he's got strong was... fungi energy. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Anyways, that was my week. How was your week, Mike? Or what kind of, Asian were you oh this yeah, week? I was a driving Asian. I've got a car. Uh, I've been renting, not renting. I've been borrowing my friend's car. Uh, he's mm-hmm. like away. And so I've been using it and I've been going all over the goddamn place. I've been going, yesterday I went to Wegmans. That was my <laughs> Friday. That was my Friday thing. And let me, I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell you this. Yo, okay. Let me. Okay, y'all, th- y'all, young people. Oh, I'm doing Molly. I'm doing cocaine. Oh, look at me. I'm out <laughs> until five in the morning. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's Wegmans. So Wegmans, five thirty p.m. That's where you gotta be. Okay, <laughs> they got pre-marinated meats. Okay, they got, they got, they got, they got bulk items. Uh, it was. Oh, and also. I mean, if you want to drop some money, okay, forget the club. Go to Wegmans. I spent yeah. so much fucking money there. It it's not so cheap. It's really yeah. not. But it was it was dope, and it was it was cold in there, and um, <laughs> that's me. I've been a driving Asian. It's Where, a lot of which fun. Wegmans? There's it's only the one. Brooklyn Navy Yard, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, nice. I go there you too. Know. You yeah. do? You know what I'm talking about, then? Mm-hmm. So if I ride my motorcycle, so I can't, I can't carry that much back, but I get a little bit of stuff. But I mean, see, why don't I just tell you, can can you imagine you're just chilling? Oh, I need to go pick up some like, uh, you know, hot dogs or whatever. And then Abby rolls up with her motorcycle and her blonde (laughs) hair and like does the slow motion, like get off last. She takes the, you know, and like, you're like, dude, this is the party. Uh, This is the party. (laughs) <laughs> what is your, what is the thing? What is the thing you get at Wegmans? Is there like a thing you're like, I got to get this at Wegmans? Every um, I actually go there to eat lunch sometimes because oh, they have like a hot bar and hot bar. Yeah. Yes. So if I'm like going somewhere, if I need to go to downtown Brooklyn or wherever on the way, I'll stop there. Um, and have lunch. Last time I had chicken noodle soup. <laughs> Yo, this is some hot girl wow. shit right here. <laughs> hot girl summer energy. That is a hot girl shit right here. Uh, eat hot soup in the hot weather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool as shit, man. I'm sorry. Put that on your on your Tinder profile. Uh, <laughs> I need to Ab- uh, well, let's let's keep going. Abby, what is uh what what, what kind of Asian were you this week? Okay, I guess I'll I'll go for the obvious is um I was a blonde Asian this week because mm-hmm. this is very new. I've actually oh, is never, it? yeah, I've never gone blonde. And oh. um one of our Asian friends was like, Wow, you've never gone blonde, every Asian's gone blonde. Yeah, you'll never go back, basically. <laughs> um, and it's just like the top part, there's still some dark stuff oh, underneath. That's cool. But it's fun. And I've also had really long hair for years now. So it's like short hair as well, oh. summertime. But yeah um it's also been i'll I'll add one too because i'm you know i'm traveling alone right now like i'm i'm remote right now um Mm -hmm. i'm also have been like a sad asian lately and introspective so i want to give like both sides you know it's not like just an italian summer dream the whole time it's yes a lot of self-reflection and just being here alone and immersing yourself and doing the work and so i'll just leave it at that Okay. Wow. wow. Just gonna just leave us leave a teaser like that and just walk <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, leave us hanging. <laughs> Why well, are you serious? 
you just leave us with the A24 premise and then nothing else? <laughs> Gotta yeah. stay mysterious somehow, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is this, is this, well, okay, very, just a quick follow-up. So is this, are you, would you say, that, is this like a, uh, a certain era for you then, like a villain era? I don't know what the other ones are, you know? Like, is this like a thing where you're like, okay, I gotta, because like, you know, the hair change, you know, is that, you know, it sounds like it's yeah. I don't want to be all like, I don't want to be too much of a downer on this. You, um, you need to be a, as much of a downer. Yeah, as you can okay. Be. Yeah, you can. Please. Be. Okay. I'm in my depression era then because okay. I, right. and I know a lot of people overuse depression, anxiety. I've never been depressed before, but I think this year brought some of that on. Um, my mm -hmm. mom got very terminally ill this past 10 months and mm -hmm. I've been mm -hmm. traveling back and forth between Colorado and New York for a long time. And yeah. just my entire life has changed basically. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know how much detail to go into, but then I came here for the summer. Yeah. And, um, I was with my friend for a while and then she moved to London, but basically, yeah, it's, it's coming on from, just a place of needing something different and your life completely changing. And then, you know, you need to see yourself in a different place too, to get through it. I think. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. totally. I feel that. Yeah. Um, I went through my blonde era as well. Uh, in 2021. Nice. And that was, uh, coming out of, that was coming out of a lot of like therapy self, discovery stuff too yeah i think I it's like, connected to, for sure it's 100 percent connected i was like i need to i need to do something for myself that's different and present different so i feel yeah. you on that yeah. um and i'm so i'm very sorry to hear about your your mother i lost my dad this year very suddenly um sorry. yeah uh not to like be like I get it. Like whatever. But I, I do think that because I went through my blonde era, not to connect it all back to hair, because <laughs> I went through my blonde era, I went through a pink era, then a blonde era. And this was my first year back to natural hair, like full natural hair. It's very interesting. I was like, Oh, I, I, I do see they're connected. I went through this exploration era and I like changed a lot, both internally, which reflected externally. Exactly. And so then like when my dad stuff happened, it was very sudden but also I was like, but I felt very sure of myself because I went through that journey um, yeah. prior. And so it is this like weird thing. It like is connected yeah. and um, to a lot of stuff, like the way you present. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like in a materialistic way. It's because, you know, you need to look different to feel different yeah. and visuals are important. You know, that's our totally. whole industry. Like it's, it's not a materialistic thing, but it's like the, what it looks like does matter you know yeah mm -hmm. and it makes I, you feel different like mm -hmm. a different person yeah yeah i i think that's awesome i i i'm understanding now that when asian girls go blonde it's like super scion <laughs> but depression you know it's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm feeling it's not wrong Boom. Boom. it's not wrong yeah, it's not wrong. <laughs> Yo. And there's like some tears shed for sure. Yes. Yeah. But it's well, good. It's like a, transformation. Yeah. Oh, there was a TikTok that said that, like, you know, everyone talks about the moment an Asian girl goes blonde, but you don't talk <laughs> about the moment the Asian girl goes back to natural because that's actually a huge plot point as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because both of mine were huge plot points in my life. And the fact that I'm back here is a different 
it's like, I'm a different version of myself. <laughs> it's, yeah. the, world, the world needs to be scared. I'm back. Baby. <laughs> oh gosh. But I want to, I want to come back because what you said was really interesting about when you feel, when you feel, uh, you know, like how you look, you know, it, it, there's an interplay there with that and, and how you feel on the inside. And, and I a hundred percent feel that. So, uh, but I want to, I want to come back to that, but I want to, uh, uh, also talk to Ophelia very quickly. We, you know, you kind of talked about you, you know, this as well with your, with your hair, but you know, I just want to say, I, I want to ask you, uh, what kind of Asian were you this week? I want to use the word that Jenny used. Cause I was actually debating which, what's like a good, um, descriptive phrase, but I think, um, I'm uh, exploring Asian this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm unlearning a lot of things about, I think, kind of like the sexuality within the Asian community and also just sexuality in general. I had a really good conversation with my friends who recently is trying out polyamorous as well as open relationship. Mm. Um, and he also came out as, um, he also came out as gay a few years back. So, and he has been extremely confident in his own sexuality, but actually like in front of his culture, obviously like those are still, still like he's still him, but just not showing everything, if that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. And, um, and it kind of related to what happened with me this week where, um, so I have I I have feeling for someone currently and all right hey. we're trying to or like I am personally in a, I uh, so here's the thing is like I think how I was taught growing up is like all relationship needs to be intentional or like everything in the dating life has to be mm. intentional everything that I do that has is to be intentional yeah right? that's right? very true like, yes like like who we are, where are we? Am I wasting my time? Yeah. Am I going to get yeah. her and everything, yeah. right? Yeah, but, defining this and that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, people always say like, oh, you have to define it. Otherwise, it's going to get messy. You're going to get hurt. Da, 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 da. But I don't know if you guys have seen Heartstopper. Season two just came out yesterday, so I was binging it. And one thing that they said in the movie is like, um, in the show, it's just like, you can just feel. Um, and that was actually mm. one of the biggest lessons that Abby taught me a few years back. It's like, you can just feel like mm-hmm. it's okay. And I think it's a really, really um, cool thing where we're trying to put all of our feelings and our thinking into words, but that's not the case. Like you can't describe all of your feelings and you can't describe all of your thinkings mm-hmm. um, because it's all language. And I think that's something that I'm learning this week. And I'm really happy where I am really solid. I am at peace. I am um, I have a good foundation and I really, really love who I am and where my life is right now. And Ooh. I don't need to define anything to change anything. I don't need to, um, put all these, how I'm feeling into words. It's just, it, it's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. So I'm exploring that right now, which is, you know, exploring very, Asian. yeah, which is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I think that's to very have that mentality. Very, yeah, very wholesome. Very That's wholesome. the thing you and learn is like, I feel like you learn in therapy, at least for me, was like, oh, it's okay to feel bad <laughs> or like feel yeah. anything. You don't have to like fix it. You just have to just feel it. I was like, just it's feel kind it. of an interesting thought because I thought I had to fix everything. No, exactly. and mm-hmm, I, I'm realizing too, like that the whole thing, what you were saying, 
is a kind of like an old mentality, like the, I don't know, like a, it's like a very millennial slash gen X mentality of like defining, mm. like define the relationship. Everybody always has like, Oh, we got to yeah. sit down and have this thing. Or what are we, this label blessing, you know? And I think, um, I think for, uh, it's, it's like, I never even realized that that's what we were doing all the time. And to not have that is like a very, for me, I could see that being very, uh, unsettling if you're like not open to that kind of approach to relationships. But I think that's, Mm -hmm. it's very, it's very powerful. Yeah. And that's the one thing that my friend taught me because he wasn't, he's always been curious about polyamorous and he knew he wanted to be an open relationship, but he never really explored the definition or what it means to him. Mm. And I think, you know, these days they say gender um, is fluid, but I think, and this is something that he told me, and I'm still thinking about this, and what if we take that fluidity into other aspects of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. what if, like, but but then I think that the fact that people define it is because there's a security to it, right? And that's absolutely true. Like you're committed to me, I'm committed to you. We vocally have agreement, and this is like you know, yeah. we 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 are in a relationship. But at the same time, things like just because you say that, things are going to change. So mm. it's almost like a very honestly, it's very honest, vulnerable, but also like a little depressing way to look at it. It's like let's just not define what we are, and then we'll just. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, we'll yeah, feel, yeah. We just feel. And then one thing going back to the hair and I, and I think, um, so I went blonde twice in college. Oh, super <laughs> science twice. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. And then after blonde, um, I became a redhead back in 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like right before the pandemic. And I've been ready yeah. ever since. And I, and I always think that was part of my identity is like, I would never be a black Asian, I'm oh, sorry, black hair Asian ever yeah. again. Like that's boring. That's basic. That's not me. I want to be cool. I want to be edgy. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but then I think it's um, like, I, I had long hair and then I chopped my hair short completely uh, going mm-hmm. through like a breakup. But um, I think you're, ex- it, you're especially right. So I'm dying my hair back to black today. And it's the first mm-hmm. time I think in like four or five years. Um, I think I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready hey. to not, I'm ready to not be defined by my, or like not, I don't know. I, I accept that like if people see me, they, they see quote unquote this face, like, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Um, yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you're an Asian dad. That's, that's the Asian dad. Move, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. No, that's not true. But yes, I see that. I feel that. Yeah. It's a, it's an, it's the next plot point. Well, for me, it was that I didn't want to pay for my blonde anymore because it was expensive. That too. <laughs> yeah, kind of a fourth plot point for me. Yeah, the upkeep was yeah. so expensive. But yeah, it also is like a different thing when you go back. You're going to experience like, a, okay, yeah. now I look like this. It's, <laughs> the, like, it's the journey, the character arc. It's the journey. You know? It's you're, the character you're arc. You're going back to, uh, you know, back, return back at the beginning of the circle, but you've changed, yeah. you know? Exactly. You're, you're blonde on the inside now. Yeah, but I did. I did have a moment when I dyed my hair back, where I was like, "No one who's met me now knows that I was blonde two months ago." Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, "Does everyone know?" Like, I want to like walk around with like a photo, (laughs) just be like, "By the way, I used to look like this." Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like an ID. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah. You don't even understand. Uh, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up again because I do want to. I'm glad we're we're coming back around because Abby, you really touched on this thing, and I think 
it works. It it is also, I think, related to the work that y'all doing with Bobble House and this idea that you know what is on the inside is kind of on the outside, and what you know there's an interplay there. Because I feel you. I sometimes, um, like we talk on the podcast all the time about how uh, you know when people first meet me, they you know when I first started comedy, I was very into like streetwear, and I was kind of like into this Rick Owens thing for a while, and then I was into like <laughs> Yamamoto, and then I was into yeah. stop laughing, and yeah. then I was into that's this. when I met him. <laughs> oh, there's so many people that popped up in my mind. I'm like you yeah. know, it's a phase you know, too. It's like the blonde Asian phase. Absolutely, yeah. it's your Rick Owens phase. Yeah, I had, I had my Rick Owens phase, which was a terrible phase, and <laughs> I expensive. and then I went. It's super expensive, and I went into <laughs> yeah, and then I was like kind of into streetwear and i think streetwear kind of like <laughs> this sounds really cheesy streetwear saved me in the sense that it like it like made me realize that i i um like okay a lot of people make fun of you know i'm into clothes or whatever but they don't know they don't realize <laughs> that like it's a reflection of my values it's 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 going to sound crazy but it is because like for me i want to uh, have clothes that looks cool. It's important to me to look cool. And I've accepted, I don't give a fuck. I want to look cool. Okay. For myself. I want to look cool. I want to look in the mirror and go, I'm dope. And second, it does have to like be rugged in the sense that like I can do shit in it, you know, whether it's taking care of my son or whatever. So like there's values embedded into what I look like, you know, and I don't know if you can relate to that. It sounds like, you know, um, you know, it's, it's an expression, like how you look like on the outside is an expression of who you are. And I, I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about, cause it sounds like we're all kind of talking about transitions and like how that works. And I don't yeah. know if you've ever thought about that as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think being in fashion and just being in the creative space, there are a lot of connotations with the fashion industry, especially in New York. Yeah. But a lot of people love fashion for so many different reasons. It's just we talk about the same reasons all the time, which is for mm. like hype and for looking cool. Yes. And yes. All of the things that make press. And that's part of, you know, what Bobble House is, is something different than that. Mm. Is that like mm -hmm. we're allowed to like fashion and like clothes without being like that. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying that's not us. So yeah. we don't necessarily fit into that archetype. And I've never fit into that archetype, even when I was in fashion school, you know, like I knew that I, I just wasn't that type of runway fashion person that cared about those type of things, but mm -hmm. I'm still allowed to like clothes. Right. And I'm still allowed to be a fashion designer without people thinking in their head, like, Oh, your life is like project runway or something, you know, like they, yeah. they think that is <laughs> what our life is or like your life is just so glamorous and like models and, and photo shoots all the time. And, you know, sometimes, yes, we have to do those things, of course, and they're fun, but it's not everything to me and it's not everything to us. And that's why Ophelia and I work so well together because we can exist in this space while being different. And that's probably the biggest piece of feedback we've gotten from all different types of people is they're like, I don't, I don't quite know what it is, but you guys are like doing something different. Like there's something, mm -hmm. you know, you're in fashion, but like it feels different. You're not trying too hard. You're not trying to be too cool. Um, we just are trying to be ourselves and like discover what that is. And then it can also look good though it, and be sustainable and all those things. It doesn't have to look granola-y or like, you know, it can still look how we want it to look um, and be very cool, but have that sentiment behind it. So I think that's super important. Ophelia, yeah. I don't know if you had any also like anything to add as well. 
Um, when you said like how streetwear saved you, I completely yeah. agree with you. Actually, oh yeah. Okay. When I was growing up or like in college, um, so like, um, in, in college, I was actually in the sorority. Oh, what? I know. What? Really? <laughs> oh my God. You have so many layers. <laughs> um, and the headband. I think and it's the headband. The headband. The headband. Yeah. <laughs> what what color um, hair was your, were, were you in the sorority? I was, I was black haired and I was blonde. So it was blonde, mm. black hair, blonde again. Uh -huh. Wow. Okay. okay. I know it went through a whole transition. Yeah. Um, anyhow, but I think when I was in college or growing up, I always wanted to dress like female, like sexy, crop top, tight yeah. and everything. Mm -hmm. But then when I, when I came across Stewart, I was like, oh, I don't need to be like that to be a girl or I don't have to dress. I don't have to wear skin tight. Like overly stuff. feminine. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like but something, look, oh, sorry. No, um, I can look sick if I just wear <laughs> like a t-shirt that I love or like a really cool cargo pants or baggy jeans with a, you know, I don't know. It just well, felt funny me. because that's something we talked about early on is that like at my previous jobs, especially in streetwear heavy places. Um, mm -hmm. So I was on the women's wear design team and yeah, the feedback was always make it shorter, make it tighter, make it more sexy. Because even oh. in streetwear, well, it was interesting because Ophelia, you're saying that streetwear like helped you discover that less feminine side. But it's funny because streetwear also puts women in a category, yeah. a very specific looking category. And mm. so we're like, oh, so you can have that like in, in a different way. Um but that's how a lot of traditional streetwear brands still view women and still sexualize women and still yes. only make those certain types of clothing. And they're like, well, if they want something baggy, they can buy the smaller size in men's, but it's going to be 1.5, two times the price, or it's going to be, you know, all of these other things right. where, like there has to be another way where this type of person exists or this type of style exists. Um, and so we really bonded on, on that sentiment at the beginning i feel like mm -hmm. yeah we did my god That's being awesome. a woman sometimes no. in prison yeah i think um you know to turn this into um, a streetwear podcast i think what's what's cool it's like streetwear and hip-hop it's like, literally mike's mike's dream <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of issues and but what i think draws people into certain subcultures like this is that there is um, at the base level, like an, an ideal that you can do what you want. You know, you're supposed to, you can be powerful without having to be, you know, whatever, uh, like a certain sort of archetype of like, what is beautiful. Um, and in the best possible scenario, streetwear is like very open-ended. And I, uh, have this large, uh, essay that I've written in my mind about how streetwear has <laughs> saved fashion. It essentially has oh. saved fashion because before fashion, before, like I would say before streetwear got really big, what the fuck was, they had no, there were no ideas that's coming Louis Vuitton and whatever, Celine, <laughs> I don't know the big brands, <laughs> they don't have ideas. They didn't have ideas. Because, you know, the way that people are going, it's like, I want to do, do what I want to do. I don't want to be labeled a certain way. And streetwear is like, it's, it's like remix. Um, GND Leon, I don't know if you know him. He is, uh, you know, this uh, style dude. And he talks about streetwear as being like, 
remix culture. You can always add more things to it, which I think is like really cool. It can be co-opted, of course. Uh, and, but, you know, uh, we can get into the whole discussion about hype, which I think is, you know, hype is hype, but it, it, ideally you dress for yourself. You can wear whatever the fuck you want. And, you know, if you know, you know, I feel sometimes you see someone in the right clothes and you're like that person, even if they were by themselves in their house, they would still be wearing the same clothes. And I think that's like, you know, bad as a shit. And I feel like Bible house you guys are kind of like leaning into that, you know, it's not about whatever these roles are. I don't know whatever the fuck yeah. you want to call them. Yeah. I think for me, it's like those things aren't bad and streetwear is of course. Yeah. It's not um, like those archetypes aren't a negative thing. I just mm. want people to have options. And so yeah. we wanted to create an option because we love streetwear too. And think it's helped, you know, it, I agree exactly with what you said about how it's helped the industry. Um, it just felt like there weren't a lot of options yeah. for someone who yeah. wanted something a little bit different, but you still yeah. want to participate, of course. Totally. So, yeah. That's great. Um, wow. We uh, we were, we're coming up on the time, but you got y'all. I'm, I'm also starting a, a new career as a creative consultant. OK. All right. Am I joking? I don't know. But <laughs> I immediately just started we'll giggling. <laughs> but I do think that a lot of I, I do get this question from listeners and from other people like, you know, hey, what what is what's a what's a cool thing I, I could get into? You know, sometimes it's just like some sneakers. Sometimes it's just like what's the music or whatever. I want to know, you know, I don't want to make this into like a tastemaker thing, but I do think that you both have a really cool um way of thinking about, you know, trends and things you like, is there, I want to know what is, what's, what are you on right now? Is there something you you're on that you're like, people need to know a little bit more about this. It could be, I don't give a shit what it is. It could be something that you're saved on in your eBay thing, or it could be some song you really like, or it could just be, you know, a great dish that people don't talk about enough. I don't know if there's anything that comes up top of a mind. A newsletter, a zine. A zine would be like the, is like, there something like that? You know, like what is your little like uh thing that I think it could be really cool. Uh, I can start if you need a minute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if people, I, 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 this isn't new, so don't, don't be getting up on the YouTube comments, but I've been um really into gardening clogs. Okay. Mm, gardening. They're in. Yeah. Clogs. Okay. That's what's up. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of Crocs already, but I would like some that are closed. Uh, like the Crocs that I have, uh, I don't want to hold it up to the camera. I think it'll gross you out, but like it has, you know, it has, it's Crocs, right? So it's got a lot of holes in them and that's fine. You know, when you're in the water or something, but sometimes I want it to be closed off. You know, I want, you know, I want it to be just like I'm out in the dirt and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm about that right now. Gardening as a thing, you know, I'm, I'm kind of into that right now. Wow. Mm. Oh, I can go. I mean, I can go. Do you have a pair of non croc clogs? I don't have a, uh, I don't have an, a pair of non croc clogs. My wife has vetoed my purchase of any shoes for, for the moment. We're currently oh, have in a lot a, of shoes. We're currently in a hiring freeze mm. for shoes. Yeah. You're in a hiring freeze. So, which well, I've fine. seen the shoe. I've seen how many shoes you the have. Collection. I have. Yeah. Yes. I think you need to have some layoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I can go next because mine's not cool. So I don't want to go. I don't want to go last. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jenny, go. I'm really into, and this is not new either. I'm really into 90 Day Fiance the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. I'm on to when the Americans go over there. I've always been into it, but then I, I, I took a break. And now I'm back with a vengeance, baby. And I have, <laughs> I have been binge watching that stuff. Hardcore. Okay. And it just reminds you that life can be whatever you make it. Like truly, <laughs> I was like, these people like abandon their families to go get married to a, a person they met online who's 40 yeah. years younger than them. <laughs> and they've talked to them twice. Go off. Is it smart? I don't, I don't know. That's yeah. up to debate, but they're like so romantic that they just like go and do stuff. And I was like, wow, wow. life is really whatever the hell you want to make it. Be. All right. All right. So that's my lesson from that. And also it's just silly, silly and fun. Mm-hmm. You heard <laughs> it here first. Hey, fiance. It's the best. So it's so good. So I mean, they even go and, you know, they don't speak the same language and they just use, you know, Google translate yes. and then they get married and they're still using like Google translate yes. on the, phone the whole time. Yeah. Like they're like, someone was talking about like something very specific, right? Like a court case and mm. they had to use a translator. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the rest of your life. If you get married. Yeah. yeah. Doing this <laughs> yeah. wild. Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get up on Google, Google Translate. Much. That's the thing. We're going to, yeah, we're, we're, boost, we're boosting is. Google Translate. Yeah, so. really <laughs> in. I'm in my Google Translate era. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Abby or Ophelia, either one of you can, you got mm-hmm. someone, uh, you know, yeah. what's your, what's your I thing? I was trying to think. Um, okay. I can go next. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm in another era. I'm in my chess era. So chess. Oh, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> wow. I didn't see it coming. Damn. So I actually never knew how to play chess and I always felt super intimidated. But then when I came here, um, my friend taught me, and then, so we bought this like little mini chess board that we brought everywhere. We would go to bars or go to the beach, whatever. And we would just play chess. Um, Come so on. now oh. How cool <laughs> are you? I'm like addicted now um, because I have to concentrate. I'm not on my phone. You know, it's the best mm-hmm. and you can be in a public place, like even at a bar or whatever, and still play chess. And it's also a great way to meet people. If you sit down with a chess board, a real chess Yo. board by yourself at a bar, someone's going to come up to you. Hot girl uh, shit right there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, you chicken noodle soup. Anyone? Set yeah. up your. <laughs> you're, set up yeah, your yeah, yeah. You're at you're at Wegman's. Okay. Big picture Ooh, list. Yes. Friday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're. You guys are on TikTok and at the club. I'm at yeah. Wegman's playing chess. We're different. <laughs> <And> eating soup. <laughs> <laughs> eating soup. Uh, Hot girl ear. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be hard to beat. She, because Abby just brought up chess. Okay. I, know. <laughs> I, know. I can't. I know. That. That's pretty good. If you got anything, anything on, you can go whatever you want. Well, I have, this has been an obsession for a while is I love Legos. Okay. Oh. okay. Yeah. And I still have one huge one two, one and a half in my apartment that I need to finish. But the thing that I, love is marvels oh wow okay okay people can't see on the podcast ophelia just pulled out a lego venom head venom yes that's my favorite thing is like a movie themed lego and i'll just 
watch the movie while doing Lego, like Harry Potter, Marvel. Wow. And it's like you're building like what's in the movie. I don't know. I think it's really cool. That's so cool. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, okay. like I, I'll build cars watching Fast and Furious. I'll build Venom when I watch Venom. I'll build mm-hmm. uh, Diagon Alley when I build when I watch Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay, I did not. I want the Fast and Furious one to like end up with a Vin, like a real life size Vin Diesel Lego, like it's like a giant Vin, <laughs> Vin Diesel, like and mannequin says, thing. Yeah. And, he, and he's yeah. always like, he's always like for family. You know? Yeah, we're family. <laughs> we're family. <laughs> I, I did not have first. founder of the sustainable genderless creative multiverse space talking about Lego. Okay. I did not know that was going to happen today. That's fire. Multiverse, multiverse. There's a reason that we use. Oh, good multi- point. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Wait, do you free, do you freestyle the Legos or do you follow directions? Is that like a like, direction? No, I'm a very Asian. Like okay. I, I follow it. I follow it to the exact, and if it's like it never ever miss a piece. Okay, I yeah, I don't buy like higher Lego. I don't buy any other brand besides Lego. If it's miss a piece, I'm trading it. I'm returning it. They'll give me back my credit. They're so nice. Um, (laughs) Yeah, amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, I love it. Okay, well, um, this has been a crazy ass podcast <laughs> really if covered someone, all the topics. If someone were to say, yeah. what did you talk about today? I would be like, uh, y'all don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't know. Uh, well, I want to thank you, uh, Ophelia Chen and Abby, uh, Leerheimer for coming on the show. And again, the space they, uh, are at is called bobble house. Um, and one more time with the, uh, what's the, what's the address? 180 Orchard street. 180 Orchard, and um, you know, if you uh, want to check out their stuff, uh, where, where can our fans find uh, y- uh, y'all in your work? We're on Instagram. We have our website, bawahouse.com. Um, you can also check out our own podcast on Spotify as well. Hey, podcast. All right. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, you can always find our podcast at Asian Not Asian Pod. Uh, and you can check out, um, again, our Hack City show that's uh, September 8th, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And you can find me, Mike Nguyen, uh, at Nice Pants Bro. Um, give me, drop me a follow. I'm, I'm, I, I need attention. There you go. <laughs> and I'm at Jenny Arimoto, and I also need attention. I'm a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you again to Ophelia and Abby for coming on the show. I, um, you know... Hope everyone is, uh, you know, continues on their exploration and is free and fluid, uh, except when building Legos. Okay, that's when you got to be. Yeah. got to follow the rules. That's there. when you that's follow the, the one rules. time structure. That's the yeah. one time you got to follow the rules. Otherwise, yeah. uh, until next time, y'all. We love you. Um, goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.